Recording, huh? PKN, episode 439. We're all here. <laughs> we made it. Yeah, we, 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 six, one way or another. Time. <laughs> I'm so drugged out. <laughs> yeah, so, so you had a bit of a foot injury, I am told. Uh, Should we lead with that? I, I, I'll go. It's funny because I had, there's like, on these like paramotor face groups, Facebook groups and stuff. I, I, I'm a celebrity over there. I'm a big deal in the para community. Not as the best pilot, but like a popular pilot. In, in like what I was. <laughs> the para community makes it sound like there's a bunch of good people in wheelchairs and, and all sorts of things. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I've been doing like updates over there. Like, ah, oh, day one of training, day two of training. And they're loving it. You know, they like, can't get enough of it. But over here in the PKA world, they're like, oh my God, Woody, shut the fuck up with all your paramotor talk. But just the same, I'll, uh, I'll do it anyway. So I came out here to California. I do paramotoring. Everybody knows that. Uh, what they call free flight is the same thing, but without a motor. You jump off a mountain and you find rising columns of air and you fly without a motor. And I wanted to add that to the menu. Not replace, but, you know, do that. I have online para friends who go on these vacations to like Costa Rica or Oklahoma or whatever. I just can't go because that's not, you know, in my skill set. So I came out here to add it. And uh, first couple of days went great, but the launching is different, like jumping off a mountain versus like running on flat ground under power. And uh, the conditions are different. Like a paramotorist typically seeks out nice calm air and a free flight guy looks for some rowdy air because he needs that lift. And uh, I just, not that experience of dealing with rowdy air. So first couple of days, got my feet wet, even started doing well. And then the next couple of days was a maneuvers course, which will be some videos on my channel. And that was awesome. You would take your wing and deflate it. Like those strings that hold you, grab them, yank them down to your pockets. You're falling at like 200 feet a minute or a second or a lot. Falling a lot, maybe 200 feet a second. I don't know exactly. And it's up there and it's wagging around. And my body's getting twisted around. Like, you know when you're on a swing set and there's two chains? And, uh, yeah. So, at first, it's kind of hard to twist. But then once you do your first twist, it goes real easily. That shit's happening. And, uh, I'm, you know, dude, I learned so much. And, like, I was killing it. You know, like, I, I, there's a trick called wing overs where you sort of go left and right. I'm way upside down on this wing. And I was doing really well. Even my instructor who... um is uh, not prone to giving compliments, was like, your wingovers are elite. And I was like, yeah, I've been working on them well forever. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, uh, but he wasn't happy with everything I did. But he was it, that, that was like my big thing. I really wanted to get my wingovers nailed. And uh, then we were going to do cross-country. This is like the third phase of my training. And uh, there was an asphalt parking lot next to, I guess I'll describe it as a cliff. I mean, it was maybe 60 degrees like it wasn't vertical but it was it was steep mm -hmm. and uh around it there's something called a venturi effect so even if the wind is like i'll call it eight miles an hour elsewhere coming up this bowl that led to the launch spot it was like 20 and uh, a free flight pilot wants to take off into the gusty like worst part of it so that he can get lift otherwise he jumps off immediately loses a couple hundred feet of altitude and has a hard time getting up above the mountain. So uh, the first time I, I inflated my wing, like to bring it up, it picks me up in the air and it twists me around. And one of the instincts I built in the first part of my training was to keep flying. 
right? I, I was doing dumb stuff at first, like grabbing the risers or breaking my fall. That's wrong. Priority number one, control the wing. So I did that, and like I turned around, and I like I was trying to fly off the edge of the cliff, but I didn't make it. I landed in the asphalt. I turned around, killed the wing. Brilliant, right? Even my instructor said I did it well. And like I said, he's not prone to compliments. So uh, this time I set up a little closer to the cliff, uh, thinking I wouldn't have so much to penetrate. I launched it, and I did keep flying the wing, but my body position was all messy. I was swinging around and out of control. And I'm, I'm flying backwards, but, you know, my body's in the forwards position. I'm supposed to be going that. Anyway, my toe lands, and it kind of twists and faces e towards my ah. yeah. And I could hear kind of a pop, pop, pop. Like ah. So in my head, I thought it was ligaments. Um, now that I know I have three broken bones in my ankle, I think that... So, uh, well, uh, bones, that's better than ligaments, right? I hear you. I don't just trying to be a glass half full kind of <laughs> guy, you know? <laughs> yeah. So, did you know immediately that it was broken? I mean, how I long? I... It was pretty good. Like, like, um, I have a lot of experience just rolling my ankle, like to the side, you know, yeah. probably do. And, uh, I'm like, I don't think this is just that. And when I, just to interject when I when I broke mine, it, it, there was an audible pop. It uh, mine twist. It was my right foot, and it twisted to the right. If that makes sense, like uh, you know, you can picture that. Yeah, yeah. The toe went to the that way, and uh, and there was an audible pop. And I, I it, it it felt like I could feel the pop. It was almost like you know you're sliding your thumb off something, pressing hard, and then it like slips and lets go. And there was a, I could feel it, and uh, I was so terrified. I was like. I thought the bone was sticking out. That it was so loud. So, like, I know what that's like—the the sound and everything. I, I really was don't, it a pain I, right away, or was it more like it was a panic of what it was, but like pain didn't register until later. To me, yeah. Um, I I was a little in shock. I uh, so for the record, mine bent inward like the pigeon-toed way, yeah. and uh, and. Like one of my first things is I'm still attached to this wing and I wanted to get it unattached to me because I could get dragged across the parking yes. lot. Yes. Yeah. And uh, uh, someone came over and I was like, I wanted to get the wing off. And I don't know if he was a paraglider pilot because he was like, no, no, no. Like you didn't want to move anything. Yeah. It's like, no, no, let's get out of the traffic. You know, like it, it, pretending it was a car accident. Uh -huh. Step up, let's go to safety if you're in danger. And I was. So, uh, all you have to do is unclip half the wing and it loses its ability to be a wing. So, so that's what I did. And, uh, um, then I start like assessing it like, all right, it's pointed straight right now. And I just had a good feeling. It was a pretty good one. And, uh, my instructor, he might've had some painkillers with him. So, uh, I might've had some of those just to kick things off. Yeah. Nothing wrong with that. <laughs> it's fortunate. Yeah, <laughs> people at the hospital didn't think to see, didn't seem to think it was all that legal. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I took a picture of the bottles because I knew they'd ask me like if I was yep. taking anything or on anything, and they're like, "Yeah, don't show me that name. That's not yours." Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the same thing as in like Band of Brothers, where they're like, "You don't know if he's had one or two morphine shots, Chitaj. What am I supposed to do now?" And it's like, <laughs> and then they give him one and he dies. So. Oh, did that happen? I don't even remember that. I don't detail. recall. Yeah, I don't no. know. <laughs> that one, no. Allegedly, yeah. Allegedly. 
allegedly. This, allegedly. But uh, uh, when that so, uh, started going, did and those you took the pills, and I'm sure that you have the the nice, good, non-alleged legal pills with your name on the bottle now to get rid uh, of the pain. Yeah. Is it like are, were you? Because I know that that's the one substance that when you do get injured, you take it and you're like, well, all right, this is pretty good. Like, it was part of you when you were taking it, like, this fucking sucks, but also, like, I need to pick a good show before I take this. Like, <laughs> I don't think I have anything that good. It's called... Oh. It, oh, I thought you were going to say anything I good to watch. Acephetamine. Um, so it's a it's a mix between Tylenol and Hydro... It's Vicodin. Oh, it's Vicodin. Okay. They also call it Norco or narco? I don't know. But um, this is what they gave me before I was going to have surgery. And then I had surgery, and they prescribed some better stuff. Those prescriptions were left on the printer. And uh, and I never got them, so I tried to have them, like, call them in. But, uh, one, I'm, I'm in California, and I had the surgery in Nevada, and that apparently is a complication. And, uh, two, just with, I, I guess, this kind of narcotic, they're really... Uh, I don't know, careful about how they give it out. So all I have is the weaker stuff, but it seemed like I usually don't take a lot of pain meds. I usually don't like them. And, uh, and I usually don't finish my bottle or anything like that. So, but I'm, they said today was going to be the big pain day. And thus far it hasn't really lived up to expectations. So that's good. I guess. How long Uh, were you in surgery? Like like we, we kind of glossed over that, but was it a, was it like a, you were out for two hours or, and what kind of surgery were there pins placed in? Like, uh, so the surgery was not long. It's 30, 40 minutes. Uh, this is, I'm, I'm ski, uh, flying around Lake Tahoe. So these people are like, it's ski country. They're broken angle experts. They, they, they see this every day. And um, there's definitely a metal plate with some pins on one side. And he said he fixed two sides. And I, I'm not sure if that side also has some metal plates and pins. Damn. Uh, it's possible that... Um, I'll want those removed someday. He said, sometimes people get irritated by them and sometimes people don't. But, um, so, so that's a thing. The recovery time is really long and that's, I guess, I guess I'm a little happy right now because of the drugs, but, um, <laughs> I like flying a lot, like more than most people like anything. And I feel like, like I land and my wife is like, you're a different person. Like I'm happy. I'm a better husband, father and dog owner after I land. And, um, I'm not sure I'm going to fly this year. Like that's how long a recovery we're talking about. And so like this year is in like the next three and a half months until 18. Right. Right. Yeah. I'm not sure I'll fly before Christmas if that clears it up. And, um, uh, it's eight to 12 weeks with no pressure on it, if I understand right. And then I switch over to like a walking boot and uh, and then there'll be some time in that, maybe like another eight weeks. Time and to borrow one of those trikes. I actually oh, yeah. it up already. Yeah. Yeah. Did you? <laughs> it's two <laughs> days after that. <laughs> yeah, I was with, I was like Eric. You know what? Like, you you make these great trikes, and I can bring some visibility to them. And, you know, <laughs> just a loner. I'm just I don't just a loner. You're gonna be on that trike. We are. Let, let's just get let's just say it now. Woody's gonna get himself a trike, and 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 I. And I wholeheartedly uh support that that because i my and i don't know shit about it but like just looking at the two platforms as they as they are from my my point of view i always liked the idea of the tricycle i know you said that's kind of like the old guy thing or like maybe even the overweight guy thing but to me like like you're in a craft 
at that mm-hmm. point. Maybe to you, like one of the biggest, coolest things is like you're almost like a rocketeer uh, when you're when you're out there standing, walking around. You're really self-contained. But to me, I always saw at least some semblance of safety in that like that that frame, that body that was between you and the earth. I don't know. There's some truth to that, and, and both sides of it. And trike guys. There's a platform there to deck it out a little better. Like you can have a fuel gauge, and they tend to have better lights for like you know evening flights and and, and stuff like that. Um, whereas the when you TV carry it, up. they often uh, so the legal limit for fuel is five gallons, but most foot launch guys have like three because you got to carry that around on a trike. Go five. Why the heck not? You know you're just pushing it. So yeah. uh, so there's definitely some trike advantages. Heck, maybe uh, at the end of all this, I'll add it to the menu. You know. Well, dang. Yeah, you're definitely going to end up in one of those trikes, given how it's, what, still in, like, the hours range post-accident, and you're like, well, they say eight weeks, but I'm a fast (laughs) healer, and I love these pills, so I'm thinking eight, nine days tops. Get a (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I've I've read online if you just tape it very tight. (laughs) Dude, I already started shopping for new shoes. Like, uh, like, they make paragliding shoes, and the, um, the instructor instantly pointed to my boots i i had hiking boots on uh, they're merrells and uh he's like those things are terrible he's like you could go in tennis shoes where you'd slip or you could go in proper paraglider shoes where you'd be protected but that is just grippy enough to break your ankle and weak enough oh, not to support it. And... oh man the reason mine was broken is because i was wearing steel cleats and the uh the steel cleat uh caught on the on home plate as i was sliding in and so like my my right foot is you know when you when you do a baseball slide you sort of fold your right foot under your left and slide on your hip and the the tip of that cleat caught and just r- rolled my foot over and broke it um yeah that that sucks it's actually the boot this is my left shoe oh my camera's not working is it oh uh, yeah you're froze uh, in the maybe turn it on and off again i'll try man as soon as we do a visual <laughs> yeah, that's one time we, we need it. <laughs> yeah, right? There you Here go. We go. So this is the boot. It's a Merrill hiking boot. And uh, this bottom, it's asphalt. So it was just super grippy. And it planted and I twisted like that. Yeah. yeah. I respect you. Uh, as opinion. soon as you took that off, did it like, because you know how it is like in something like hockey, where if you break your ankle or hurt your foot, you're, you're supposed to keep your skate on. Because if you take it off right away, it just <laughs> explodes. Like, did the guy who was helping you take your shoe off and you could just see it swelling in real time almost? That's yeah, just- well, the paragliding instructor has EMT training. It's inter- like, literally a while back, he just decided, like, you know what? People get hurt in this a lot. I should get some EMT training. He has brought two people back to life and seven people not back to life. Damn. And, uh, yeah, which is actually a really good ratio. You should get a little, a little more EMT training, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't know. They just keep dying on me. That one just had a broken foot. I didn't well, make I it. What can I say? Put him down. Yeah. Win some, you lose. I put him down. <laughs> <laughs> Were you trained by a vet? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a doctor. This is going to hurt doctor. me more than it hurts you. He's like, well, put the gun down. You know, put the <laughs> So uh, that's funny, but actually that's, and it might be six who didn't make it. Anyway, it's the, the ratio is very, it's a great ratio. Something like 98% of people that get CPR don't come back. So he's, he's doing good by comparison. Yeah. But, um, bad at first, it, but when you think about it, like the people who require, if you're requiring CPR, shit has gotten bad already. eh? Yeah. Yeah. You seem to think it had to do with 
he got there. But um, uh, he had like an EMT kit that he broke out and he splinted it and he had that like proper tape that sticks to itself and ice packs where you like pop them and they get cold and painkillers. And it was just like, oh, yeah, like I thought. I swear to God, because I've been with him for like a week now, that the backpack he had with that little cross on it that was just to be cool. <laughs> or, or Swiss brand. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, that's pretty neat. But I feel like it's kind of a poser thing. But yeah. when he brought all the medical supplies for me, he was no longer posing. You're like, doctor, and- thank you. So- like, 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 calm down, calm down. That's one of those things that I didn't like. I didn't know that about the cross on the backpack either. Another thing I didn't know that I learned recently, you know, those baby on board stickers. I was talking to, uh, I never understood why those were there except to say like, Oh, we just had a baby, you know, don't, you know, rear end us or whatever. Mm -hmm. But I was talking to a friend who works in the insurance agency and he was like, no, do you know the real reason for that is because if there's a big pile up on the highway and there's a bunch of accidents, the rescue crews will seek out the baby on board cars first and help them. And I've I had, had no one idea. In my car forever because I know. Oh, see, they I'm going to do get that. Me out. I was thinking about it. Like I would rather be. I'd rather be the guy that the the EMTs were looking at shamefully as they were pulling me out with the jaws of life than be the guy in the car adjacent going, "I wish I'd thought of it." Is <laughs> 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 he bleeding out, dying? So I've I've uh, I'm thinking about ordering one on Amazon. Does that yeah. make me an asshole? No. Yeah, yeah. It does. <laughs> it makes you. It, 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 I mean, you're gonna carry them. I am them a baby. I'm on. a baby now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> There's one more thing. Um, in the SIV course, you could get a T-shirt if you throw your reserve parachute, and uh, that was oddly motivating for me. Uh, it, it's a Tory Pines is the school, and the T-shirt says Tory Pines swim team. And like the back of it has a guy. Th- and I was like, oh my God, I want that. That's, that's so all about me, like a swimming paraglider. I, I, I wanted it so much. And uh, for like a week, like the, before the course, during the first two days of the course, I thought you just had like nice, fun, straight and level flight. And then you threw your parachute. It turns out that's not how you get the shirt. Um, you have to put yourself into an unrecoverable, like crashing situation and then throw the reserve. So uh, it's day three and I'm, worn out like one when you pull a lot of g-forces repeatedly they call it getting g'd out and it kind of wears on you and two we had spent three days in like the hot sun there is a tree shade there but it was like 98 degrees and dry long days and uh so by my last flight i'm just not the best version of me and i have to do this so he wants me to do a negative spin which is when you collapse half the wing and start like spinning down and uh, I did a couple of those earlier, but I recovered properly. Now he wants me to recover improperly so that the wing doesn't come back and I'm in a big problem. I fuck it up. I can't get into a negative spin. It's not going right. So then he wants me to go into something called a stable spiral where you're basically just twirling and twirling and twirling super fast. That I do right. But I'm like not fully aware of my altitude and it's super windy. The guy behind me crashed, landed on his full face helmet and turned out okay, but it was yucky. Hard to launch, didn't get a lot of altitude. I'm in a thing, I throw my reserve, I feel it tug up on me and I think that like, I'm okay now, right? No, because it takes a while for the reserve to slow you down. I hit the water hard, like it hurt to walk for the next three days, my back was so hurt. And the harness that you wear is designed to protect your back. Like that's, that's, it's like a giant airbag. And, uh, I, even though I landed on this airbag and you'd think everything is okay, 
it was sore. What, and when I hit the, the shirt, water, like feet first or like back first, like what angle were you going into the water? Uh, I was maybe a 45. And uh, you assume the PLF position, you've probably seen parachutists like jump off mm -hmm. a chair, you know, practice that. And you do the same thing. So I, I did that. I sort of hit feet first and then slammed into the water, I guess. I had no idea. Dude, throwing a reserve parachute is not good. Like, it's certainly better than not throwing it, but it's not the sort of thing that you do, like, For fun. In, unless you really have to. It's a mess. And I was talking to other people, and they're like, right. Like, if they learned anything by throwing that reserve, it's that try not to throw your reserve, <laughs> you know? It's not a soft landing. It's dreadful. And uh, when I landed, I thought the reserve would just, like, fall in the water and, like, become a towel that's not what happened it was so windy it stayed inflated and i was like to say water skiing would be an example but i had the video of it i am visibly i'm going like five miles an hour through <laughs> just the moving <laughs> yeah. yeah and i'm having my um your harness has foam in it like to protect you so it's flotation but it's on your back so it really wants you on your belly like, yeah you know. that's what i was gonna so I'm fighting to stay on top of it. I'm like on one side and then I'm on the other side and then I eventually get on my back and I'm getting pulled through the water and I'm like, okay, this is my life now. <laughs> Fuck. I guess I'll just keep doing this until the rescue boat uh, comes around. Because what happens is uh, part of your reserve when you throw it is gone. Like the handle, yeah, that's gone. But uh, in this scenario, if you tap your helmet and tell, your, tell them you're okay, they'll go get the handle and then get you. So that's what I had them do. And uh, I was just like, oh, here we go. So the boat took a little while to get there. I'm skiing on top of my harness. And then the, they just, I, the parachute blows into the boat. They catch it and start reeling me in like a fish. Oh, that sounds but you so... Got the shirt. Step one until step 99 of that whole thing stresses me out. That seems awful. <laughs> like, I don't want... Like, if somebody told me... Like, if, I, don't, I don't know, if I was taking skiing lessons and he's like, all right, there's a lot of moguls on this one, just in case you ever have to ski with one ski down and no poles, give that a go and you'll see how hard it is. And it's like, no, I'm going to fucking take your word for it and take my other ski back and then go talk to a <laughs> reputable trainer, you fucking charlatan. Yeah. You don't even have a, a fucking one of the sweaters on. Like, you're not real, but... Uh, like that being dragged in the water made me think of you guys have all gone tubing on lakes behind yeah. speedboats and whatnot. And I'm sure that you've done the uh, the trick where like you're grabbing to the handles and if you you can bounce yourself upside down and then bounce yourself back up. So like you're like pancaking almost. Have you guys yeah, done that? I've done, a, I've done a full 360 like, like yeah, all or do stuff. the it's full really fun. Flip over. Yeah. And there is one like if you can do that and flip over and in one second flip back you'll succeed in the trick. But the difference between one second being dragged under the water behind a speedboat at that speed and 2.5 <laughs> seconds of it is the difference between like, all right, and just move. Oh, no. You're drowning. Oh, it's I, just, it, you go from zero to panic so quickly. I've only, uh, I've only done that maybe four times in my life, but every time I did it, it was like, this is what we're doing all fucking day. Like everybody else gets tired of it. And I'm like, Hey man, can, can me and you just go out for a few more laps? Like, like, and this time, I don't have pussy shit. Like, let, let's get some speed going. Because the faster you go, the more that thing is more like a hover thing craft yeah. you're on. You know, like it touches the water at whatever forty miles. I don't know how fast we're going. I have no idea. But forty miles per. I've been eighty miles per hour on a boat before because the guy had two big ass engines on the back and he was it's like, "Y'all want to see some boat. shit?" He says, "Y'all want to see some shit?" 
And I'm like, yeah, absolutely. I want to see some shit because I was the only one besides him who had a chair. My, my other friend was having to sit in the base of the boat. When he pulls the throttles back, the nose of the boat goes straight up. And I don't, I'm like, can you see where we're going? He's like, <laughs> hell no. <laughs> and he's just screaming. I'm like, how fast are we going? Because it feels like 150 in a car. Yeah. Maybe faster. He's like 80. And I'm like, oh, my God, I can't imagine those guys you see on TV and like the jet boats who are literally just skimming the edge. Like and how many times have you seen those horrific crashes they get into where like the nose Mm -hmm. of the boat goes up too far because it's bouncing and then just. That's one of the most deadly activities out there is those speed boats. Like it's regular that people die doing that. I remember doing you remember. Do you ever do like the two tube thing where either have. Like you, you have two people on a different tube in the back, and you like ram into each other, or you have like the giant three-person tube. I remember when I was like ten or eleven, and my younger brother would be on the other tube, and I was the only one of us that was strong enough to hold on with one hand to give the thumbs up for faster, and yeah. he wasn't able to let go to give a thumbs down for slower. And so just every time it was like just fucking faster, and I could hear him over there like Taylor, stop, stop. <laughs> <laughs> What? How old is your brother now? Uh, he's two years younger than me, so he's uh, 24. Does he, like, 25. in adulthood, harbor any resentment towards you for no, all this? No, not at all. Me and my brother are great friends. Yeah. Have you ever seen The Great Outdoors? Out the, the Great, great Outdoors with John Candy? The Great Outdoors oh, with John Candy oh, and Dan Aykroyd? No, I haven't There's seen a part where, uh, where John Candy's gonna, uh, gonna ski, and Dan Aykroyd has went and rented this, like, badass jet boat. It's, it's, crazy overpowered for what they're doing and and uh and john candy's trying to teach his son how to ski and he's like all right son you you hold like this and you lean back and then and you in the feet and the kid's like all right trying to follow this and uh dan Aykroyd's like what's going on what what's the hold up and john candy kind of waves and she goes oh he's gonna go oh yeah he's ready to go so he just fucking grabs accelerator and john candy gets launched into the water behind this thing and the whole time as he's being drugged through like the reeds and like losing a ski and he's on one ski like going crazy just being tortured being drugged through bushes and shit he's going you bastard you (laughs) bastard and he goes what's he say and she goes he wants to go faster (laughs) and he's like okay (laughs) Uh, i i hate being in like dark murky water so much that I would often like keep holding on to those tubes to get dragged a little closer to where the boat would be if I fell off because I hated having to wade there in the lake of the Ozarks or wherever where it's just muddy dark and feeling something there was one time when I was little and I remember I felt what I imagined as the largest creature in the history of the world underneath my foot because I felt like a little suction on my foot and I swear to god I jumped a foot out of the water and almost started crying. I was only like seven, but it scared the shit out of me. I, I don't it, that's part of what like I just I really fear what is in the deep. If it's I a lake, well. if it's a ocean, it doesn't matter. Like there's something in there that's nefarious and I I know it's game. I, I think back to times I think back to being uh, at that lake house that we, we were at and I would just jump off my dock and I would swim down to the very bottom and I would like touch the mud and I would come back up and even thinking about doing that now and that was like five years ago or something I'm like ugh what were you doing going down there what if there'd been something down there because like because like in that lake the scariest things are gar uh, these alligator gar which I'm to- I-, I don't have much experience, but they get really long, like, I don't know, three feet long, and their mouths are full of teeth. But they're little spiny teeth that are meant for 
grasping small fish and stuff. They don't hurt people. Although one time, and I, and I swear this is a thing because like it was in the newspaper. They found a piranha in that lake. Um, they found a piranha in that lake. Uh, whether someone oh. put it in there or what. That happens. I, yeah, you know the deal. They, people um people buy piranha and then they discover they're not very fun fish. They don't swim very much. They just sit there, and uh, the thrill of watching them eat a goldfish wears out quickly. So. Since it's a live, healthy fish, they put it in a lake instead of, like, the toilet and yes. trouble. Yeah, that's how you get you alligators be, okay. in the sewers in New York. I, Same thing, get, also true. You know when you hear stuff where they're like, oh, did you know that St. Jonathan Sedgwick released two rabbits in Australia in, in 1864, and now there's a billion rabbits? It's like, all right, well, fucking St. John probably just didn't really think that through, and it's rabbits, it's going to yeah. be fine. Like... When if you heard about someone like oh you know uh, Jeffrey of of House Inglewood released two piranhas in 1540 and now it's called the Childless River or whatever <laughs> like, like if you do something like that you're an asshole you shouldn't mm -hmm. release animals that can hurt people anywhere especially not because if they catch one piranha in a lake those things don't hang mm -hmm. out on their own for that to mm -hmm. be alive and an adult there are many other piranhas who went whew, they got Ted thank God That's there are what the seven say nine ten ten thousand more of us. This is the discussion that we had back then. It was like, all right, was there a one in a billion chance that this asshole caught the only piranha in Lake Hartwell? <laughs> there, or is there a school of piranha living down there, which probably are doing really well on a lake like that, where it's a, it's you know, it's a vacation type lake. Tons of people live on it, so there's plenty of food. I wouldn't think that they'd go after a person like, like I don't know much about. I watched Wild Discovery, right, growing up, and I've seen a couple shows about piranhas. It seems like they eat dead fish and they, and that and like stuff like that. And only when they get like starved and and like their part of the river becomes a pool and it gets smaller and smaller, do they start like killing ducks and crazy shit like that. But still, I'm not comfortable being in there. I, I would not go in that water right now if I had. I, I wouldn't. I, I'm I'm with you 100%. It's lassophobia or something like that. The fear of like unknown deep waters. There's that subreddit and. Every time I see like a picture on there, it'll be like a beautiful woman like lying, floating on the water. But but it's like from like space almost. It's really high altitude. Mm -hmm. You're looking down, and there'll be like a fictional monster that's so big that it would be a, an ocean liner with a mouth like slowly closing around. And you're just like, oh, that ain't what I want. Yeah, I don't oh. like that. The same re well, it's it's oh. any it's any it's not even just deep water. It's any situation where like you know you'd be fucked. You'd get a similar situation. Or feeling, I think, if you were on a safari and you'd walked 20 feet away from your jeep, and then you saw 50 feet away, like a hungry leopard, it'd be like, oh shit, like okay, yeah, this might be the end. That I'm in this thing's domain. That's like yeah. if you threw me in a in the in the Colosseum with a real gladiator who was who was swinging his net and his trident around, like it would be that same thing of like, oh well, fuck, ah. that's that's all she wrote for me. You mentioned Game um, of Thrones, so we, so I got. I mean, you mentioned oh, okay. Gladiator, so I got. I got to transition to Game of Thrones now because I've been. Mm. I have been steeping myself in Game of Thrones the last few days, watching lots of videos uh, ab about the series and trying to looking at fan theories and stuff like that. I, I, there was a, a, a plus. Guy, it's easy I, to miss stuff. It's a complicated show. It's a very mm -hmm. complicated show. It is multifaceted, multi-tiered. All these characters running around everywhere, and the names can get lost on you. And it's easy to. I was like, I didn't know. Um, so, all right, so back at the Tower of Joy, um, when you get that flashback of Ned Stark uh, basically fighting those knights to get to his sister uh, up in the tower, um, I was I wanted to know what happened to Sir Arthur Dane's sword. Uh, Dawn, I think it's called, or Lightbringer, or something like that. It's the sword that's made out of the meteorite in the in the 
in the book, and that seems mm -hmm. important to me. They, they, they make a clear classification that this is not a Valyrian steel sword. This is a whole new beast. This is a meteorite sword that's milky white instead of dark black. Sir like the Arthur rest. Dane, is he the one that was really good, better than Ned, but lost the because he was... The best of them all. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. okay. Um, he Sir had two Arthur swords, Dane, right? Uh... Yeah, I remember a guy, two, I remember right? someone going with two swords, but I don't remember how he got to two. I, the, okay. He was the one when the fight is about to start. The first thing he does is take his sword out, stick it in the ground, and start talking. And and he says he says something to Ned, and Ned's like, no, this is where it ends. And then they like begin fighting or whatever. He was the baddest of the baddest of them, um, or the best of them, I guess I should say. I, and I wanted to know where his sword is, so I'm looking at that. But um, man, the show is moving really fast. Uh, everybody's got a transporter now, and the whole show, we've we've all got transporters. We can go from King's Landing to mm. look, look at where just just where Tyrion did last week. He went from wherever the Tyrells, wherever they ambushed the Tyrells mm -hmm. and the Lannister army. He went from there all the way back to Dragonstone, then to King's Landing, and then back again. And then and then you had Davos go from Dragonstone to King's Landing. Back to Dragonstone and then to the Wall, right? I, I'm pretty sure I that's saw right. an think... image of where Jon Snow has gone this Eastwatch. year. Yeah. Oh, okay, choose the word Eastwatch. Of where Jon Snow has traveled, which and it's like you know from the Wall to um, West. No, help me. Where does he live? Winterfell, yeah. uh, down to where Dragonstone is, right. and then back up to the Wall. And then they showed where the White Walkers went in the same amount of time. It's like a hundred feet. They it's literally, it's the not wall. even that. It's not even that because, like, if you think all the way back to like season two, I think it was when they're uh -huh. having the fight at the the fist of the First Men, which is just a rock formation. You can look on the map and see where that is. That's closer to the wall than East Watches. East Watch is like up here in the north, like where Maine is on our map. It's way up in the northeast, and mm -hmm. the fist of the four, First Men is sort of like just north of the wall. It's it, it's you have to go farther away to get to Eastwatch than they were. They're backtracking. Like, <laughs> it, it doesn't make a lot of sense. I also saw the fan theory or that, that the Night King is a whole separate entity to the White Walkers. So we've got the Whites, which are like zombie humans, mm -hmm. and we've got the White Walkers with their blue faces, that, and they shatter like Jon Snow killed one. He shattered it with his Valyrian steel sword. And this suggested that the Night King himself was his own thing. That uh, mm -hmm. that the children of the forest made to control the White Walkers. I'm looking forward to when we you get. You mean there's more like a, another creature out well, there that? Because I, I thought the Night King was the one with the the crown looking ice spires. Well, that's is. him. But they were no, but they're saying that he's different than what seemed to be his peers. Yeah. yeah oh, exactly. Okay. And, so and maybe he what, has a few more tricks in the in the up his sleeve. Or I is, think that, because here's what sleeve. I think. I think we're going to get to a point where, like, Valyrian steel swords and dragon glass are being used effectively against both White Walkers and Dead Men, and then it's going to get to the point where, like, someone sticks a one of those weapons into the Night King, and he's going to be like, "Bitch, please!" and and it's going to be that moment where everybody's like, "Oh shit, we don't even know what we're dealing with," you know? And yeah. then he'll think, do some shit like where he goes like, and everybody who dies just gets back up again, and then, oh, that would be... All right, if that happens, I'm going to be all in on wanting to see every human die in the show. Well, I'll tell you one thing I know for sure. Even Tyrion. I don't know anything about the, the, the coming episode, but for those who don't know, it last week, instead of debuting the correct episode that we all watched, in Spain, they got this coming week's episode. They got season seven, episode six, last week. So that's out there. 
How, I, how did I they have, not catch that right away? They didn't catch it right away at all. No one seemed to put it on Pirate Bay or anything. Oh, uh, so you want to talk to Chiz about that? Chiz has seen it, and I'm, I'm not going to give you any spoilers. I'm not even going to intimate, like, where it happens or anything like that. I'm just going to give you... Yeah, he, I don't want to know anything. He was like, I'm shaking. It was so good. I feel like uh -huh. I'm on speed or something. He's like, I'm trembling. It was so good. I got to find somebody to talk to about this. I got to go get my dad, make him watch it so I can talk to him about what I just saw. My night tonight involves a little bit of Vicodin, some pizza, and Game of Thrones. I can tell you that. <laughs> That's See, you're, a, you're in the fun part just post-injury where like where, where you're just like fuck it i'll eat what i want i'll take my pills i'll watch like and i can't feel guilty about being lazy i tried to be healthy i swear i i asked you guys uh and Chiz, i think replied on how to get food delivered all three services are not available here in south lake tahoe and uh the only i so i was like all right pop the only thing i have is pizza hut that's it so um so i got a pizza there's still some cold stuff left and um I just don't have a lot of other choices unless I want to drive around. Yeah. If you're going to be there for a day or so more, I highly recommend the cheesy sticks and the breadsticks. That's the best thing they have. <laughs> I thought you were about to have a healthy option. I was like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that no, hot, they're hot wings. You might not. You might think chicken Pizza Hut hot wings are terrible, but they're, I'd right. give them a seven out of ten, six and a half. Something. They're really? not. They're not Buffalo Wild Wings or anything, but it's it's decent. They're very. they're, yeah, they're really tender. Uh, they fall off the bone. They're, 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 right. they're good. For for people watching, I swear I will get back on the healthy kick when I get home. I, I know I can't be as active. I even think I was like, which kettlebell exercises can I do on one foot? You know, like I, I'm not done with this, but I do need a pause. Yeah, <laughs> you, can, you can break that second foot is what you, you should. Do. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know much about the healing factor stuff. A doctor would be the one to ask about that. But I, I'd take it easy just because of that. I feel like maybe exerting yourself, take some of whatever would be focused on healing that foot away. Like you want that thing. Right. I, and, and you're looking good anyway. You've been looking good for a while. Yeah. I feel much better about myself. Uh, I'm 197, if people don't know, was the weight I left for vacation on. I haven't weighed myself on vacation, but I've been pretty good and super active. But, uh, yeah, I don't want to get back over two. Like, I, I'm going to – let's just keep going down. I'll uh, I'll cut a bunch of leg muscle, maybe. <laughs> oh, that's it. If that calf atrophies, you'll be down to 160 or something <laughs> yeah. like that. Uh, but, nah, so I've not done the health thing. And plus – uh. I know that the three of us have inspired some people oh, and yeah. that's a responsibility too. And I'm, I don't take it lightly. So anyway, that's not done I yet. I take some credit for all of your success out there. People just <laughs> let it be known. I, I no, I don't, but I'm a, I'm at 200 and either 200 or 201 right now. Oh, still dropping. Yeah. Nice. Still dropping. And I added quite a bit more to my workouts. So I'm doing like five or six days a week. I've been doing that for a couple couple weeks now cool. uh getting getting good comments i've never when i've been going out to bars out and about i've never had you know so many girls being like more touchy and more things like that like shoulder and arm compliments thank god i wear shirts out and so they don't like they don't see the where the illusion is shattered right here uh, <laughs> but <laughs> but it's fun like you're right you do feel better about yourself you're like oh man like things you pick up are lighter i went floating a few weekends ago didn't even get sunburned by the way, uh, went floating the other weekend. And you know when you're with a bunch of girls and women floating and you b ground yourself, a lot of the time they don't take the time to get out and help you move. They just stay sitting there and wait until you drag them off of the uh, sandbar, you know? And mm -hmm. usually that's pretty difficult. But 
dragging it. It was like, this is like real functional strength. This is what Joe Rogan's talking about. Functional strength, <laughs> pulling people like on sand through the river. And it was just, I don't know, it was neat. It's, it's like building a Skyrim character, but it's your own body and it's never going to look nearly as cool as a Skyrim character. So At the SIV good. course, it happens on a lake. So we would go swimming to cool off shirtless, as you would. And I just felt so much better about myself than I would 23 pounds heavier. You know, it, yeah. it, 23 pounds is a lot of weight, you know, and uh, I think I added some muscle too. I don't know. Call it one or two pounds, 25 oh, pounds of fat. Yeah. So that's a, that's I a saw, significant improvement. I saw a guy on Reddit. Uh, it was a couple of pictures, little album put together. And it was like this guy uh, dressed as his mom to use her ID to buy alcohol level 100 illusion skill yeah. <laughs> and he had he killed it it's like him standing outside the liquor store with a bottle of like md 2020 or whatever this like like silly drink Mad dog yeah Mad, yeah yeah, yeah. and it's he's got his mother's id and he's wearing like a petticoat and like a wig and sunglasses and makeup and it's like wow I guess I'd serve that person sure yeah. it's, it's, it's like smart why, why did he buy mad dog have you ever had mad dog uh no it's that wine that's in the goofy color, like Mad uh -huh. Dog 2020, uh, that goofy glass. Like it, It's what homeless people and alcoholics drink a lot it of the is. time, or, or young kids, which that, that's often overlapping. Uh, and my, my great-grandpa heard from his doctor that you were supposed to, it was good for you to drink a glass of red wine a day, and he was not a drinker at all, and so he did not want to spend money on real wine. And so he, like we found out like, Years after this doctor's appointment, we went to his house once, and there was just a bottle of half-empty Mad Dog 2020, like, red, sitting there. We were like, Grandpa, what the hell? Like, why? He's like, oh, well, my doctor told me I should be drinking one glass of red wine every night before bed for my heart. So I've been having a glass of Mad Dog every night for the last few years. <laughs> and it's like, Grandpa, like, we'll buy you better wine, bud. Like, this, this, there's no way this is even good for you. Uh -uh. Like, no, this so isn't, this isn't the kind of wine that you want. This is like basically for loco. I read that, sh that uh, I didn't read it. Um, Joe Rogan told me. So maybe not as. I'm sure he read it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I read his lips and he told me that salt was <laughs> fine. Didn't matter how much salt I ate. He, he said that the whole idea that uh, salt was bad for you is, is a whole myth. He started pulling up all these internet, all these studies, all these uh, like like actual like journal based studies and and just like double blind shit like, of, of proving dude, that, three, that like three years ago that dude wasn't sold that we landed on the moon. Well, he's on board with that now. And hey, yeah. you see the evidence, you might be swayed as well. Have you watched? Have you seen the videos? Yeah, right, I've seen it. I've seen it. And and the fact that some of it was fake puts the rest of it into question. I hear you, but I'm with Joe. There was sh some shenanigans, but they really did go to the moon. I agree. Uh, the salt thing ties into so much of what I've been saying about diet stuff in general. Now they say eating foods with fat in it is typically not very bad. Uh, eating food with something else I don't recall. It was like fat and I don't know. But they're like fat-free foods typically uh, substitute with lots of sugar. And it's worse for you than fatty foods. Yeah. And cholesterol, foods that have cholesterol in them like eggs – used to be like, oh, my God, watch your cholesterol. You don't want to eat it. Turns out eating foods with cholesterol doesn't necessarily increase your cholesterol. Your cholesterol is increased by eating foods with, like, sugar and stuff because your body makes your cholesterol. You don't get it through. Anyway, my point is the fact that what you're supposed to eat changes so much, I, it, it, one, it's hard to keep up. Two, yeah. I, I don't trust even what they say now because it's going to change. Yeah, there's a new thing all the time. Like, who – 
I think mm. it was George Carlin or some comedian who was like, you know, are eggs good or bad for you? And it's like that that's probably the best way to boil that down. It's like I I'm, I have always kind of thought eggs were good for you. Like, but there are people out there who don't eat eggs because they're Milk's convinced that you. it's awful for you. Milk, I've always thought was good for you. I guess some people think it's bad for you. It I don't. Bad for you. I've heard that it's good for you. There's I re- something. I it's it might be the lactose that like spurs brain development or something. And uh, you want some milk in your diet when you're young and when you're old. Here's what I think about that. And huh. Keep it going. Like calcium. I, it's one of those things that I think that Kinda like sugar. The milk industry and the milk lobby is so big. And and that sounds silly at first, but then think back to Michael Jordan, you know, with that milk mustache. He he wasn't doing that shit for free. Like 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 Jordan's like wearing Hanes, fucking Jordans, and milk. Like those are the only three things that had enough money to get that man on Gatorade. Yeah. Like, 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 it took some real money to get Jordan to drink mm-hmm. that. Milk's not that great for you, I don't think. I, w- my guess is that there are things in milk that are good for you, that you should have, but you could probably get them in, like, higher quantities from other things. It's like saying you're getting your ca- uh, vitamin C from orange juice. Like, really? Did you have to drink 200 calories of sugar to get uh, 13 grams of vitamin C when you could have gotten it out of, like, I don't know, a better source? I, I read that they put sugar in the milk where they removed the fat. Like, you know, the 1% milk and 2% or non-fat milk has sugar in it. And it's worse for you than the full fat milk. And then, of course, fat... Look, it was right there on the internet. Oh, I'm not saying it's not. I'm saying I hope it's not. Because that's crazy. Look at at Chiz going to town on these comments right now. Well, you need proper levels of magnesium to make sure that you can absorb the calcium. It's like, ah, how do I know that's true? Uh, <laughs> that's just big magnesium. They're tired of people using their product to throw in lakes for entertainment. They need people to start eating it. Chiz, uh, I, I don't know where his source is, but he's agreeing with me on the loaf yeah. of milk being yeah, I'm pretty sure he's thing. right. Okay. Cool. I, I like all milk. Uh, I like milk so much, like, like I, I can have a glass of milk sometimes. Like if I wake up at night, especially, and I'm a little hungry, ah, like, a, like a couple couple gulps of milk is pretty filling, you know? I can go back to bed with that without getting up and... I've cut pretty much everything, but except for today, everything but water out of my you know liquid diet. But um, uh, milk does like it's not a bad snack substitute. Yeah, not at it's all. if it, I have heartburn more than any, it's just like a like a protein shake, but with fat instead of protein. Yeah. I guess like it fills and, you up. And you need fat. At the same point, and you do need uh, fat. Yeah, I okay. You like your 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 tidbit about it doesn't matter how much salt you eat. I hear you. I accept it without question because that fits a pro. Like I was looking at uh, how much salt is in all this fucking turkey bacon that I'm eating all the time because I'm I'm addicted to this turkey bacon. I'm making like turkey bacon BLT sandwiches all the time and they're great. And it's got a fuck ton of protein in it. And I looked at the the ingredients list and I'm eating way too much salt. Mm-hmm. Like it's like twice as much salt as I'm recommended to be having a day. All added up. But the fact that Kyle, just now, on our one-hour bonus podcast, said that there's no problem with it, now I can go months without so, considering this until there's a real once problem. Once this gets published, it will be a published fact. Yeah. <laughs> it's not necessarily peer-reviewed, but definitely published. But, uh, we're all peers. We'll do a little review. Peer review. <laughs> Here's the thing about salt, though, that is definitely, definitely true. It makes you heavier. It makes you uh, re- absorb better. You bloat, and uh, so what I do sometimes retain water. That's what I'm looking for. Thanks, Chiz. Um, 
I uh, sometimes will have salty popcorn. Like it's like, oh, it's Game of Thrones night. Let's have some popcorn, and it fucks up my way in the next day. I'll have an anomaly day where I've gained uh, just because I'm filled with water. I you must be retaining the... a fuck ton of water because I take creatine every day, and that retains your water. <laughs> and I'm eating just according to the internet, an inappropriate level of salt. <laughs> uh, so, I mean, who knows? Maybe if I just cut that out for like two weeks, I drop down. Oh, but two then, weeks. Then I dehydrate. I don't know as much yeah. of creatine, oh, but days. the salt effect, yeah, it's it's short. Yeah, it yeah. Oh, right uh, like alcohol too. That causes you to bloat up. I haven't really, you know, in recent weeks, haven't really been drinking much because that's just fucking empty calories. But that causes you to bloat up. That's the big war. Is the war on bloat. I I always thought that vodka was zero calorie. I mean, Didn't you and I, I have a talk about this recently, and I had I, to convince you. I realize how stupid it is. I, I realize it, but but if you, I, I looked at it, I looked at the vodka, and I was like, well, it's clear like water, and I know, <laughs> of course, Sprite is clear like water. Okay, plenty of things are. All right, but but it was like, what's in here that's got calories and like. I don't. I didn't know anything about the fermentation process. I, you know, I'm not thinking that like, oh, I guess if they make it with potatoes, maybe some potato calories are carrying on. I don't know. But like, I know now that vodka doesn't ha has calories in it. But I swear <laughs> to God, like that's a new thing for me. Like it was like last <laughs> six months ago. Chiz told me I think or something like that, and I'm I felt so stupid because like I'm I'm usually I can usually look at something and be like ah that's that's not good for you, bro. I, like I don't need any science to tell me that's not good for you. That's that's just not yeah. good for you. But with that's vodka, how all those I was homeless like, guys keep their girlish figures. <laughs> that's what I thought. I swear to God, I always thought like when I'd hear people talk about like drinking beers and like oh that's just bread. You're just drinking bread, man. I was always thinking just do two shots of vodka, man. Why are you drinking three beers? Like like that's the same thing and no calories. <laughs> Such a dummy. I can't find no, it. There's a no word. Calories. I, I I saw it on Reddit today, and I can't find it quickly enough. But there's a word for a smart person, who, or for someone who does something really dumb, who's otherwise smart, and that that describes Kyle like exactly. Like it, the, I think it was on that. Did you see the Reddit picture where the girl didn't plug in her thing? It was a conversation. They're like, "Hey, my Apple TV is not working. Is it plugged in? Like uh, the HDMI? He's like, "Was there a light on the front? No. Is it plugged into the wall?" You love me, right? <laughs> you know, <laughs> and, and, and the, the descriptions they did. There's a ah, Kyle nailed it. I'm sorry, I'm I'm on drugs, but no, yeah, Kyle, right. uh, yes, no I like that. Yeah. Like uh, Kyle, I, I had to have that same conversation with someone recently, who and it's it, you're not alone in this. Like I want to make fun of you because it is it is, pan, it is stupid to think that vodka is zero calories. Like, yeah, you don't drink. Part of it is like I, I have such such little knowledge about alcohol because I don't I just don't drink very much too. I'm sure like I. And the, does it even say on the back? Because I've had bottles of vodka. I, I guess I never looked at the back. But I just always assumed I, it would say zero back there. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think it, it – I don't know if it does say it on there for bottles of liquor. But I had this conversation with a friend of mine recently, uh, and I've had it multiple times, where I have to pull out, like, a fucking Google because they'll be in an argument and be like, dude, like, when I'm just trying to lose weight, I just drink whiskey or vodka instead of beer. And it's like you realize that one shot of whiskey or vodka at the least is going to have 96 calories in it. Because if it's 80% or 80 proof, that means that just the ethanol in there is going to carry about 96 calories. And then they're like, no, that's not true. That can't be true. And then you pull it up and they're all, god damn, shit. And it's like a realization to these people of like, oh, man, like I thought I found like a loophole in the Matrix here yeah. where they're like, hey, did you hear the aliens forgot to load up the full nutritional facts on vodka? Get in now while it's good. Like, no, <laughs> it, 
Like, but to Kyle's point, like if you were drinking vodka every night, of course you'd notice because you'd start getting fat. But yeah, it's when, now, you wouldn't be hungry. Vodka and vodka in particular ties into my theory that I'm not sure that all calories are created equal, right? Yeah, yeah. I've said this so many times. Like for me in particular, frosted mini wheats. The 10 minutes that they're in my body can't be long enough for me to get all those calories out of them. You know, I, those things are laxative to me. And uh, a vodka, like, of course, a calorie is measured by you burn it and how much it heats water. Does a human body process alcohol as well as it does sugar? Uh, I think because the human body tries to process it so well, that's why it can hurt your liver if you... Uh, if you drink too much, right? Because you're expel you're spending so much energy and insulin or whatever the fuck it is in your liver trying to process the alcohol. Yeah, is that true? The wrong one. You're yeah, the I think I made that up. I think I made that up. <laughs> <laughs> you're the drinker. Yeah, I don't know anything about that. Let's talk yeah, about Charlottesville. You want to talk about oh, Charlottesville yeah. a little bit? A little bit. So what's interesting to me is I, I, I'm going to come off like a racist here. Yeah. I'm, and I'm, I'm, so I'm on drugs. I'll pre-excuse it. But uh, <laughs> I'm I'm not condoning the Nazi white supremacist people or whatever. But the Black Lives Matter crowd, like the, on the left, the you know, my my the team Antifa. on this thing, you know, they've done some stuff too. Like the the Nazis are chanting white the white lives matter and they're pure evil, but the the left ch chants Black Lives Matter, and it's a you know cause we should all need to get behind. And I do I, feel like. Go it's on. because everybody's like defending their own side, at least the media and the people on the far sides are. And so I think most people in the middle and even people who lean right or lean left, they look at this and they go, yeah, I fucking hate white supremacists. And I also hate these bike lock swinging Antifa causing problems everywhere with violence. But because the media, maybe if they they're like trying to vilify or, uh, you know, rationalize the Antifa or the right wing media, they're trying to rationalize, you know, the alt right just responding to it. It's like because the other side isn't giving an inch, it, the, you have to pretend that your side is blameless in it. If that maybe I articulated that very poorly. So I it seems like people don't like give an inch or they're afraid they'll take a mile when it's, yeah. it's fucking obvious to anybody who watched this that both sides have a lot of shitty people in there. I didn't, I, I just listened to the Trump thing where he's like, there's a lot of good people in there for those, for this protest. And it's like, yeah, uh, yeah, I, I heard a couple clips. I don't think so. When they're chanting blood and soil and, uh, and, and white rights or uh, Jews will not divide us or Jews replace won't us. replace us, replace us. That's what it was. It's like, if I'm standing in, like if, if, if I got put there and I had a sign that was like, lower taxes, lower <laughs> taxes. And somebody was like, Jews will not <laughs> replace us. I'd be like, all right, this is not my venue. I've come to realize. Uh, I will, Whoa, I will showed up at the wrong day, later. eh? <laughs> this is Jews will not replace us day? I got in the wrong line. I'm oh, sorry. I, I, I'm I here for infrastructure, lower taxes, fiscal responsibility, <laughs> border control, immig responsible immigration policies. I said nothing about white power. I don't like hearing that. Like, like where do those people go? In, in, in the same way, there are people on the left <laughs> who are in those Antifa protests, I bet, where they're standing there being like, hey, I, everybody needs to be treated equally, and I think we need to raise taxes because it's not fair that the rich aren't paying their fair share. And then somebody right next to him is like, racist, KKK, Nazi, you're, fuck you, you know, fascist. And, and those people are like, oh, sh shit. Like, so I kind of feel that I don't belong here either. Here's a, so sometimes when I watch politics, 
I really enjoy the chess of it, right? Like, you know, like, the, oh, he made this move, he made that move. And Trump, as much as he's not working for me, his political instincts have been pretty good. I mean, he jumped in and went straight to president. You can't argue with the guy's success. You might argue that Hillary was one of the more beatable candidates uh, recently, oh, but sure. he won. And uh, here's a spot where I feel like Trump's instincts, he's losing his own people on yeah, this. Well, he, he went off. I, all right. So I followed this thing as closely as it can possibly be followed this week. I, okay. I've seen every bit of the coverage. I watched it all live and then I watched five replays of it. The facts are, unfortunately, that the Nazis got a fucking permit to go out there and protest that day where they were. Um, and and you, you, the Antifa people, the, the anti-fascism guys who were known to be pretty violent themselves and BLM, who have, who have been known to be violent themselves, also had a permit, except their permit was for a park across on the other side of the city and had nothing to do with the area in which they were actually protesting slash counter-protesting in. CNN heard that and he went, oh, well, interesting. And they moved along. That kind mm -hmm. of dishonesty, that kind of blatant dishonesty in the, in the face of clear facts is, is what people don't like. I don't, I'm not defending the neo-Nazis or, 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 or the KKK, but you've got to call a spade a spade. You've got to be 100% honest every step of the way because if you start bending the truth lying a little or ignoring something over here, then we can't be entirely accurate and honest about the bad shit that nobody likes with it the, uh, out there. They, one group had a permit, the other one didn't. And both groups had clubs. That's undeniable, which group, right? Uh, like, which, I don't know because I, I was busy this weekend. I wasn't following. I haven't followed it much. I heard Ben Shapiro talk about it, and that's about my extent of it. What, what like, started it? Who? All right, so there was no starting it. Like, once they got out there... It, it it was a, it was a, a an evolving situation every second it was changing and it was widespread it wasn't like it was all right here in this room happening there's people a hundred yards down the road who were maybe having a peaceful conversation between left and right and then 50 feet this way there's some guy like jumping in and swinging it, it was just violence without a stop it, it was just it was crazy it, it reminded me a lot of gangs of new york remember when bill the butcher gets his crowd together and the the catholic guy gets his crowd together and they're all standing out there in their uniforms with their clubs their knives their swords their picks whatever mm -hmm. and they're like getting ready to throw down both sides had weapons both sides had clubs both sides had pepper spray and i read homemade pepper spray and i heard them say homemade pepper spray which mm. i it's used I, I i didn't i don't discount that i just want to know what what they mean by that they said that there was Urine in bottles, cement in cans, all that being hurled back and forth. I didn't see any firearms on the left. That's I, I didn't, but I did see militia uh, who who need to be separated from the different groups. There's, there's there's all these different groups mixed in, and you just call them the alt right. And I feel like mm -hmm. Trump's point was not everybody who came there is a Nazi. Not everybody who came there is KKK. It it was a unite the right thing. It seems like there 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 has to be some good guys mixed in there on the right side who who like you said Taylor were like lower taxes though or you know <laughs> but I don't like I, if there were people like that like I was using that as an example of me is I would yeah. have left like the fact that they were like sure. I don't know it it like in the heart of it where they're holding their torches and they're like That's like the, the, the real the actual fucking okay well then 
I clearly don't even know enough to be talking about it. I just, but that one stopped me. I, I, I had a couple of things that I've, been, I've been waiting to jump yeah, in. Go ahead. Go ahead. So one thing Kyle mentioned CNN uh, glossing over the permit part. And I, was it Jordan Peterson on our show? I, I, I got exposed to somebody's great, great thought that like the right doesn't hate MSNBC because MSNBC is what they say they are. You know, they're the, the anti-Fox, right? They're the left's version of Fox. Mm -hmm. CNN says we're straight down the middle. We're honest and we're unbiased. And anytime they break that contract, then people get especially mad at them. They say, CNN, you're the fake news. No one calls mm -hmm. Fox fake news because Fox is right news. No one calls MSNBC fake news, I think, because they're left news. It's CNN yeah. who sometimes shifts to the left. And, and if you try Oh, go ahead. I was just going to If you try to, to say what you just said, people start I, – I, I'm, and I'm just talking about from what I've seen on, on like Don Lemon's show, on Wolf's show, and on Anderson Cooper's show, uh, which I'm, I, I mean I've been following this thing 100%. Mm -hmm. CNN's been blasting for a week. As soon as you try to like talk this reasonable talk that you just said, they start asking, oh, well, I don't know who raised you. If they get they go to this like personal thing like who raised you your your upbringing is wrong you're clearly like a dummy and the people have to be like uh, and no conservatives will go on like those shows I, I saw earlier like Wolf was like we invited several Republicans but none showed up and it's like no shit Wolf they watched the show early in the week every time one of them would try to just take a, an honest position on this thing you had three other people insulting their like upbringing at their education and you have these people are like hey i have 15 years of law enforcement experience i kind of know what i'm talking about and the other guy's like oh you you you're just lying you're out here lying to keep your job and it's like, whoa whoa Why? do you remember jeffrey lord from cnn i think that was no. his name i might be messing up his name but the, so cnn hired a guy pretty much to be a Trump defender. And he defended everything Trump would do. And it kind of frustrated me that they didn't hire a better one. Uh, he got fired for saying, uh, she just said it was Hail Hitler. I thought it was Sig Hail. But anyway, uh, he, he put it in a tweet and it was mocking and it was sarcastic. And, um, you know, okay. it, it, he was kind of making fun of a guy he was in a debate with. And uh, anyway, 18 months ago, this guy lived with his mom, right? He was not like a heavyweight. And Hannity and Combs, do you guys remember Combs? Combs yeah. was a total lightweight, milk toast. He was not Hannity's equal to the left. He was there to get steamrolled and get his ass kicked by Hannity every night. Jeffrey Lord, the same thing. He would just mm -hmm. show up to a 3v1, get his ass kicked constantly, and he would represent the right on CNN. Mm -hmm. And that's not what balanced is. In yeah, and if that's where you get all your news, that. and like from from the Hannity and Combs or the Jeffrey Lord thing, like if that's if you're insular and that's all that you consume, it's really easy to fall into the trap of like, ha, how can these conservatives or how can these liberals even think they have an argument? These fools, look, they're getting trounced every. They don't, they don't have a single argument. It's just emotional, you know. Angst Instead of putting like, a Ben Shapiro on there. Yeah, dude, and, Ben and, Shapiro is someone who every time he goes on a channel. He humiliates people. He makes them look like fucking fools. There are so many great clips of him on Twitter and in video tearing that smug prick Piers Morgan apart, who's like, mm -hmm. oh, I live in this country, but I often have things to say about the Second Amendment and such. And it's like, oh, that's fucking fascinating. You Brit, go back to where you came from. Stop telling us we can't have guns. You, you already have like your it. dreamland. 
when outsiders tell us how we should run our country, whether it be um, Jim Jeffries or Pierce Morgan, I don't like it. I feel like, hey, man, you know, like, look, you want to visit us? Great. You have some sort of talent. You're good for the nation. I'll take it. But don't sit here and tell me that I shouldn't have gun rights, you fuck. You're not American. You know? Yeah. Yeah. It aggravates me. It's like you you don't. Yeah. I'm totally with you there. Like Jim Jeffries, like, well, first of all, the entire trend of every single thing in comedy everywhere being like, yeah, have you heard about this Trump guy? Yeah. Not a fan. Not a fan one bit. And it's like, oh, oh, oh my God. Like, it's the same thing over and over. I do. I watched. I just see that uh, Chiz wrote he's got a show now. Uh, I watched a little mm-hmm. clip of Jim Jeffries show. It's it's an idiot talking about things he doesn't understand in an Australian accent with lazy infographics behind. It's basically a worse Colbert rapport where it's even more smug unaimaginably. Like, uh, you, that's hard to fathom. But I like I'm just <laughs> Colbert so did a of good the job same, this week. It's the Colbert same said shit that the Trump, over and over. He said that Trump came out and gave a speech that was the equivalent of shooting an air ball into the Third Reich. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, a, everybody, everybody you know too. I dislike is a Nazi. All of them. Uh, they're all Nazis. I am above too. reproach, and I take the moral high ground and while well, also insulting my opponent. It's a, it's a, it's a intellectually honest way to argue. One of the things I heard someone throughout this week <laughs> was like all of those people who were calling like anyone and everyone from the right they disagreed with uh, a Nazi, now they have to use the same word for the actual Nazis, and it just doesn't carry the same amount of weight. Like, they did themselves a disservice in some regard. It's funny, like, all right, I get the whole Nazi calling and how dumb it is, but on the right, they call you Satan, right? Mm -hmm. Obama had to literally get up there and and tell people he didn't smell like sulfur because that was, he's like... Oh, but he he, he did... He did say that, you know, because there were a couple people, like fringe people, saying, hey, "He's the, he's the devil. Obama is, Joe, you're a great guy, and I trust you, but Obama is Satan himself, and Hillary Clinton is Lucifer, like that, like that Alex Jones shit." And so I, I remember that clip of Obama doing that, I and it was really, Satan it wasn't because there was like the, the media sucked. O- most of the media sucked Obama's dick, aside from Fox News, they did, and so I, I for him to that. do that is more like. I don't, I don't even smell like sulfur. All these fucking bigot idiots think I do because I'm black. I don't, I'm not going to say that right now, but I'm going to imply it heavily. You know, like that. Uh, no, <laughs> dude, I, I'm telling you, my father said Obama was the Antichrist. You know, and and I know my dad a little, little off, a little out there. But, you know, to me, that means it's not one in a million. You know, it, it's some bigger number, one in a thousand. And, Maybe. Uh, I, I've never heard anybody say that for real. Like even my grandparents who are religious, like they're like, yeah, I don't like Obama, but you know he's not Satan. Yeah, like, I don't think I've ever had anyone actually think he's Satan, but I, I've certainly read that sentiment online many times. You know, like, you know like that I've was read, a thing. Uh, and, and and honestly, like like that's a part of the right that no one wants to talk about. And 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 part of it is the the white supremacist guys. Like like to say that it is the base is bullshit, but to say that it's part of the base is just. 100% factually accurate because the KKK is probably not voting for Hillary Clinton or Barack Obama. And, and it's clear to see why. That doesn't mean, however, that Donald Trump is a grand wizard. Okay. You know what I enjoy in this? Uh, so for a long time, I have had members on my team with the fucking blue hair and gauge earrings 
and you know screaming about how you're a fucking white male and i'm like i can't believe you're on my team you asshole can you go somewhere else now here come the kkk members and white supremacists and you guys have the same feeling you know like ah i've got assholes on my team too dude and the thing about these fucking alt-right people is they're not conservative they want a big government the same way a lot of people on the left do. They just think that race is like the most important thing. They want a lot of infrastructure. They don't want lower corporate taxes a lot of the time. They want a big uh, social safety net. Uh, they're like number one issue is just we dislike non-white people and we think that this country is going to fail if there are um, you know miscegenation or misogynate whatever it's called when like yeah whatever like white people and non-white people have kids like they they hate that and it's like how can you fucking idiots not see that like. You missed the point. You can't see the forest for the trees. Like, yeah, the society would be way better if we had a lot of good, you know, families, nuclear families, raising kids well, teaching them morals. Like, that's what we need. It doesn't matter that. if they're white. Yeah, I think most people believe that. But it doesn't matter if they're fucking oh, yeah. white parents. If it's, a, if it's a black lady and a white guy or whatever mix you want and they're raising their kids well and they're creating like, good, productive people to society, it shouldn't matter. Yeah. Like, I like gay parents, too. Like, I don't... I don't Those know that many well. gay parents, yeah. but my impression of them is that they're pretty loving parents. Like, mm -hmm. you know, of course, yeah. Mm -hmm. Why wouldn't they be? Yeah, you I'm know? sure a lot of them are. And I'm sure that, like, it was that like old mentality from like the '90s, where like they thought that any homosexual was a a child molester. I, I remember watching NYPD Blue. I think it was that was the one with the chickless, right? The the fat cop, and then anyway, yeah, yeah. They, I remember like there was a he had a son, maybe with special needs, but I, I know the son needed uh, someone to look after him, and there was a gay guy in the precinct, and he was like kind of weird about it. he's like ah, i don't i don't know if i want that guy and they, were, they had this whole conversation where another cop was like he likes men like like he doesn't want mm -hmm. your little boy like like you've got to be able to understand the difference and and at the time like like everyone was so ignorant like i i, I remember thinking that like well i learned something today you know at 13 year old me i don't fucking know you know mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. well that was a good episode then maybe yeah yeah, anyway, PD Blue, it raised me. It made me the man. <laughs> I was raised by <laughs> I saw like two episodes, and that was one of them. But that was a good show. Um, no, but I, so the thing in Charlestonville was just – that's where it was, right? Charlestonville? Seems, seems, I seems, think so. That yeah. sounds right. Seems like it's got two endings. Too long of a name. Do you remember and there was a there yes, was a uh, Adam Sandler movie where, like, uh, the chick lied and said she was from, like— Oh, I'm with, from a West Chestertonville West Chestertonfieldville-ton. Yeah. And he, Iowa. like, kept adding, like, like uh, endings to the— to <laughs> pop, 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 <laughs> It was disgusting. Charlottesville. When I saw that car plowing through those those people, and you, there's a noise that it made, because I've seen the clip 50 times, there's yeah, a noise the car made hitting the people, and it's this disgusting noise. It's a it's a meaty noise. It's a disgusting noise to hear. And you look at that crowd of people, and, and I've seen all the angles, and I watched the Vice 30-minute uh, special about this thing. They were embedded. They had, I don't know, I don't know the reporter's name, but she's uh, she's she's young, she's kind of pretty, she's got large glasses that that make her less so, but she's a very good journalist, and she's embedded with the uh, the white supremacist guys, the unabashedly 100 percent and she's interviewing this gentleman. Uh, I don't remember his name, uh, but he's a well-known guy in that community. And she's like, but aren't you guys, you know, capable of violence too? Because he was talking about black violence. He's like, aren't you guys mm -hmm. capable of violence too? He's like, oh, we're more than capable of violence. I work every day to become more capable of violence. I carry a pistol. I go to the gym every day. And he, he, she stuck with him throughout the whole thing. At the end of the day, 
when she's asking about the death, he said, I'd say this is a win in our column. Nobody from our side died. And he started saying that the protesters were hitting that guy's car, and that's why he plowed into them. And, I mean, I, I've seen all the video, and, and yeah, that's not what I see. Yeah, but he back into that, didn't he? Yes. Look, look, Doesn't look, that look, kind I, of destroy any of that? The whole thing is, like, he started at the top of a street and was accelerating in an open area, it seemed to me. I'm not saying nobody hit his car, but there's no excuse for what he did the way he did it. We've discussed before, like, what if we were on a highway and a crowd is pushing onto us and trying to get into our vehicle? Like, you got to go, right? They're going to drag you out and murder yeah. you. You don't want to get Reginald Denny. It's not about running people over. It's about, I got to get out of here. That's not what I saw. I didn't see someone accelerating in terror. I saw someone accelerating with hate. Mm. It was. You got to uh, call it a show? Yeah, that, that was. Yeah. That was uh, well, yeah, we should talk more about that uh, on PKA this week because that was just, man, that's a crazy, crazy event, and it's just every, it's it's it keeps growing up by the day. Trump's support uh, is withering away. Uh, it just seems like him and Pence up there now. It's uh, it's been a crazy news week. Oh, and people are leaving his. Are they he, called councils? Yeah, he had those uh like like um business councils or did mm-hmm. whatever technology something. He just kiboshed them all. He said, "Hey, people are leaving. I don't want to put pressure on those who remain to stay. I'm cutting it out. It's over. It's done." Well, yeah, this is not a good presidency PKN. so far. No, it's yeah. not. Yeah. All right. Uh, PKN episode one fifty six or five. 52, (laughs) as I call it, by time. (laughs) (laughs) That's a wrap.